Good morning. If you will, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 6. We'll be looking at a passage here in Matthew chapter 6. You know, who would have known even back in February of this year that we would be sitting here with every other row blocked, with everyone wearing a mask, with practicing social distancing for those of us who who like to hug. This is a difficult time. Um, Not shaking hands, uh, keeping our distance from one another, and not really being able to show our love like we normally would. Who would, have, who would have thought? Well, you know, I got to thinking, what is an appropriate lesson for us to talk about this morning, November 29, 2020? I would venture to say that all of us in this room will never forget the year 2020. Would you agree? It has been a year of much difficulty, of many challenges that we never thought we would face, And it's not something that we've necessarily enjoyed. But what is our attitude toward those things that we face? We want to talk about that this morning. You know, if the Lord could grab us by the hand and pat us on the hand, I think this is what He would say. Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than the food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which is today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will... He, not much more, clothe you, O ye of little faith. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. If the Lord could take us by the hand and pat us on the hand and say, everything's going to be all right, that is the passage He's saying that to us. Everything's going to be all right. Unfortunately, On earth, we have to suffer things. You know, many, many times when you have someone that that doesn't believe in God, one of the number one questions is, why does God allow suffering? Well, if there was no suffering on earth, what would earth be? It would be heaven. 
So we have to understand that God has a plan and that God will take care of us. I put the picture of the volcano up there uh, because I think of things that we can control. Do you know of anyone on earth that control, can control a volcano? Only God can control a volcano. Probably anything that man did still would not control a volcano. You think about weather like hurricanes and things like that. We can't control that, can we? You think about um, losing your hair. Can you control that? No, we can't control that. Um, if we could, I'd still have some. So there are things that we cannot control. Can you forward one slide? Thank you. People spend a lot of anxious time over things that really are out of their control. And even we as Christians, we spend a lot of anxious time about things we really can't control. We can't control the weather. We can't control how tall we are. We can't control whether or not we have our hair. We can't control whether or not we lose our eyesight or our hearing as we get older. Those things we can't control. Now there are things we can control um, in the meantime leading up to hearing loss later on, maybe protecting our ears when we're younger and not being exposed to loud noises. Those are things that we can control. We have to understand that God is the only one that is in complete control. How we respond to the things that are thrown our way are what we control. A lot of teenagers worry about how tall they'll be. We just read Matthew chapter 6 and verse 27. By worrying, you can't add one cubit to your, to your statute. Uh, older adults beginning to worry about gray hairs appearing, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 36, or it falling out. You can't control that, can you? We can't control traffic. Boy, if we could, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Right? We can't control viruses. We can control our reaction to something that is going on. We can control our attitude in what is going on today. Even things that we think we can control of talent or skill are not fully in our control. Look, if you will, in the Old Testament in Galatians chapter 9 and verse 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor of men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. There are things that are out of our control. Those things we need to leave up to God, don't we? We need to have the faith to understand that God has our back, that, that God has things under control and that things happen for a reason. Although we question God many, many times and we get very anxious about things that are going on, we want to know why. Well, maybe it's not for us to know why. Some may not know that when we might be caught up in some disaster or war. Notice, if you will, the next verse there in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 12. For man also does not know his time. Like fish taken in a cruel net, like birds caught in a snare, so the sons of men are snared in an evil time when it falls suddenly upon them. There are things that happen to us. We don't know why. 
What is our attitude toward those things? There's an old Yiddish proverb that says this, you can't control the wind, but you can adjust your sails. Isn't that a wonderful thing for the Christian to really think about? We can't adjust the wind, but we can adjust how the wind affects our ship, how bad things affect our lives, and find the good in all the bad things that happen. We forward to the next slide, Travis. We cannot control events around us, but there are things we can control. And I want to talk about a few of those things this morning. If you'll back up to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 7. We need to enjoy what we have. Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Sometimes we need to be happy where we are, don't we? We need to be encouraged where we are. Instead of always looking for something better, we need to understand that God is more than sufficient. That what we have is more than sufficient. Yes, we always want. We always feel like we need but those things are not always necessary in our lives. Imagine taking a vacation where you rush in and rush out of everything you go to see. You would see a lot of things, wouldn't you? But you wouldn't grasp any of the things that you have, you have seen. If you've ever had the opportunity to go to our nation's capital and go to any of the museums of the Smithsonian or the art museums or anything, you could rush right through and say, well, I did that whole museum in a day, but did you really do the museum in a day? Did you really see everything there was? To see, how about rushing through life? Do you stop to smell the flowers? Do you stop to smell the roses? Do you stop to count your blessings? Yeah, we just, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and that's a day in which most of us really concentrate on what blessings we have. But do you do it every day to count your many blessings and see what God has done in your life? That's something that we can control our attitude towards those things that God has blessed us to have. We're traveling through this world, aren't we? 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 11. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. We have control of what our attitude is and our actions are in reference to God and how we live our life. What a wonderful blessing. What a wonderful blessing. And yet how many of us take time to enjoy our temporary stay here on earth? God has blessed us in so many ways. Back to Matthew chapter 6 and verses 31 through 33 that we read just a moment ago. Take time to enjoy the blessings that God has given us. And when we as Christians place God first, then God sees what our needs are, doesn't He? When we seek to place God first in our lives, God sees what our needs are. 
We don't, have, we don't have a need to worry, and we don't have a need to hurry because God provides all of those wonderful things. We take time to enjoy the gifts that God has granted us. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. Make each moment special. Back to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 in verse 8. Let your garments always be white and let your head lack no oil. You know, in the days before automatic washing machines, some of us lived before that. I didn't, by the way. Um, It was difficult to keep your clothes truly spotless, wasn't it? It took a lot of work and it took hours to do laundry. And now we have washing machines and we throw it in and we throw the, the detergent in there and we let it go and it does its thing and we come back and the clothes are clean and we can throw them in the dryer and they're dry in 60 minutes instead of having to hang on the line to dry. Clothing itself was very expensive so people only had a few articles of clothing that they could wear And sometimes, of course, there were truly special occasions when a person would go out of their way to make sure everything was well washed. We don't have to worry about that today, do we? Perfumes were mostly oil-based and very expensive, so they didn't get to wear those all the time. Again, you didn't necessarily have perfumes every day, but for special occasions, you wouldn't mind the extra expense of putting on some perfume or cologne as we men wear. We as Christians have reason to celebrate. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 19. For what is your hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of the Lord Jesus at His coming... For you are our glory and our joy. We have so many blessings that we can be thankful for. Dirty clothes, unwashed bodies, and unkept hair are signs of depression. And sometimes those around us are going through those things. We have to understand, and and I've said this before, and And uh, I I noticed uh, in Jerry's prayer talking about people's mental health. You know, it's difficult to be locked up in your home for long periods of time, isn't it? It causes depression. It causes troubles. It causes problems with people. Something that we don't necessarily do a very good job in this country or in the world with mental health. If we have shut-ins, we need to be reaching out to them. We need to be sending them cards. We need to be encouraging them. We need to be calling them. It's very important in times like these that we do those things. One of the things that the Bible says is that you're to enjoy your marriage. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 9. Live joyfully with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life which He has given you under the sun. All your days of vanity for that is your portion in life and in labor which you 
perform under the sun. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device of, or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. Do you appreciate your spouse? Do you let them know your appreciation for them? Our mates are gifts from God with whom to have someone to share the joys of life. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 22, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I would say amen. Even though we select our spouse, it is amazing how many people believe that the choice that they made was the wrong choice. Maybe they made it for the wrong reasons. But yet we as Christians, when we look at our spouses, we can understand that God had a plan. God had a reason for us choosing that individual. And He had a part in that choice that we made. Life is too short to be miserable. Life's too short to be miserable, so we should enjoy the things that God has given us and understand that He is truly under control. We need to take advantage of opportunities when we have them and we're able to. Notice if you will, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. See that when you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You know, I have the fortunate or unfortunate uh, job of having to see what this virus does to people on a personal level, on a daily basis. And your attitude could be, why, God, why? Or your attitude could be, what is the most I can do for these individuals to try to help them get over this virus and return them in good health back to their families? It's difficult day in and day out to face those things, to face those numbers, to see those numbers of deaths or increased numbers of COVID. But what is our attitude toward those things? That's what we can control. It is actually our attitude toward what we have that we can truly control. You can choose to be miserable or you can choose to enjoy life as it comes. Events will happen to us and things that are completely out of our control. But yet, we can control our attitude. And we as Christians, we need to understand that life is but a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. We read that in the book of James. We need to understand that God is in control. Our attitude we have and what we face in these events, we can control those things. So what can we control? We can control our attitude. We can control our actions. We can control how we deal with the things that are thrown our way. But remember, the ultimate one that is under control of all things is our Father, God in heaven. He is the one truly under control.
Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has worries of its own. I hope this is encouraging to you as it is to me to look back at the Bible and see what it says about some difficult things that we face in life. To understand that God has it. And we need to understand that God has it. You know, we just went through a very difficult election cycle and some people probably aren't too happy with the choices. Some of us may not be happy with the way candidates have responded to decisions that were made. And we probably won't be happy with further decisions that are made. But we need to understand that this life is temporary and God is in control. We have one another. We have God's Word in its entirety. Inspired by God, God breathed that it may guide us in our lives so that we may be pleasing to God and ultimately make it to heaven one day. That's something else we can control. We can control whether or not we make it to heaven by the actions that we do or do not do in accordance with God's Word. If you aren't a Christian, why not? Why not become a Christian? For we're not promised even the rest of today. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised next week. We're not promised the rest of 2020. Although we're glad to get it out of the way, right? We're not promised any of those things. What we are promised is that we are obedient to God. We'll have a heaven, heavenly home one day. The only way to get there is to follow God's plan of salvation. You must hear the word of God. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning on purpose. Get out of the sinning business, as some have said. You must confess with the mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and be buried in a watery grave of baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Perhaps you already are a Christian and you've fallen away from those things that you should be doing You've committed a sin publicly and need public repentance of that sin. Or perhaps you've committed sin and you need to go to God and ask Him for forgiveness or the encouragement of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Those are the things we can control. If you have a need this morning to respond to the Lord's invitation, whatever your need may be, we offer you an invitation to come forward as together we stand and as we sing.